Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code DNVR, you can get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday and any Sunday. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. What a roller coaster this Diamondback series has been for all of us. It was wild. Are you rattled? So much. I am rattled a little bit by by so many different things. The fact that the Rockies actually won this series as predicted. Well, to be fair, I predicted about two and a half weeks ago. If you'd asked me a couple of days ago, I would have flipped and said the D-backs probably would have taken two out of three. But no, the Rockies win this series. They go four and two at home this week. We got to talk all about the craziness from Friday night. That was one of the weirdest games at Coors Field anyone can remember one of the weirdest games but oh, black yes. can even remember uh we've got to talk about today's game which was also well it w- for a lot of action it was it was almost boring in a sense it was uh, i heard a lot of people in the press box saying i'm bored to death right now a lot of grumbles a lot of grumbles but you know what there's going to be a lot of boring <laughs> things happening when you have a pitcher for the opposition, like Zach Gallen, mm-hmm. who's going out there with a scoreless inning streak, 41 and a third, going into today. Only needed one more for the D-backs record. He ended up getting it. Actually didn't give up a hit, uh, I think, until the third inning there to Sean Bouchard. So he looked really solid. And I know you talked to him after the game because there's all kinds of numbers yeah. and stats going around. And we'll break down some of them. But uh, it sounded like uh, he almost had a couple stats of his own. You know what? He brought up something that I'm not sure anyone noticed. We didn't talk about it. So his incredible 44-inning scoreless streak 
that's a franchise record for the D-backs. But also, he mentioned, he was like, that streak started before my 27th birthday. So his first hits, or first runs that he's given up as a 27-year-old happened uh, here today, Sunday, at Coors Field. Not bad. Yeah. I, that, and he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm surprised that no one has brought this up yet. <laughs> I'm like, if you were on the Rockies, we probably would have noticed it. Well, that would, that would be interesting uh, to, to try to get Eli sports beer to figure out like what pitcher has the most innings pitched before they gave up a run after turning 27. <laughs> Even as I'm saying it, I'm falling asleep. There's, we, I can't wait to get to the second segment where we do talk about Friday's game because yeah, today yeah. was... Uh, today's game was a little bit boring. It was a 12-6 to 6 loss. Rockies fall just short of the Tacos. Oh, now, I, I don't know if you noticed this. Rockies gave up 12 runs, no home runs. That's kind of rare. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's only the 10th time in Coors Field history the Rockies have ever had that happen where they, uh, they don't give up a long ball. They did give up nine free passes. They walked nine guys, which... Has happened a lot more frequently in, in yeah. Rockies history in general. So uh, so that wasn't good. And then another stat that was not great, six stolen bases by the Diamondbacks. And a, a double stolen base. Yeah. That was painful. And and a steal of, of home. Actually, you have to go back and look. I think they I think they credited Christian Walker with a steal of home. Right, that was mm-hmm. the double stolen base you're mm-hmm. talking about, right? Yeah. I think there might have been another double stolen base, too, where they stole second and third. <laughs> but yeah, Walker stole home on a play where Servant probably should have ran up the third baseline to, uh, to try to just chase the runner back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. He threw it to Montero. Montero threw it home. By the time it got there, boom, uh, Walker, a guy who's not very fleet of foot, ended up scoring there. D-backs stole a couple bases up. I want to say uh, that might have been the Jake McCarthy stolen base. We'll talk about him in a second. But he stole a bag, and it, it got us kind of whispering like, all right, you know, the unwritten rules of kind of uh, are staying unwritten. You know, they're, they're not being adhered to as much as they've been in the past. But it did seem like, you know, maybe the Rockies would get a little upset. They were throwing inside a little bit to Christian Walker there. Mm-hmm. I think Chad Smith almost hit him on three consecutive pitches. Uh, Rockies ended up getting hit by a pitch a couple times. So, not sure if there's uh, any bad blood there or if anything was going to boil over, but uh, it, it, it's not great when, when guys are stealing bases and you got a, a big lead like that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was disappointing. But Rockies were able to get three runs against Zach Gallon, so that's definitely something positive. It's the most runs he's given up since August 2nd, since back you know almost a year ago when he was 26 years old. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Um, yeah, he did also mention that, you know, it was so cool to, you know, break that franchise record, but also very bittersweet because the the streak ended today, too. But, very you know, true. that's Coors Field. He, he mentioned, you know, that's just what happens at Coors Field. It, it wouldn't have shocked me if he <laughs> if he totally would have shut down the Rockies. And I mean, he struck out 11 guys. So, I mean, yeah. he obviously had that going for him. Uh, in a real major way, even in that uh, fourth inning when the Rockies were able to come through with uh, three runs early and make it a 4-3 ball game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, tip of the cap to Elias Montero, who did a really good job there. Uh, you know, they were able to battle, but Gallon was still able to strike out three guys in that fourth inning. Uh, breaks Brandon Webb's uh, record, uh, as we said, uh, it was 42 innings even. That was the mm-hmm. seventh longest streak in baseball history. So now... Gallon uh, passes him uh, in the the D-backs record books, uh, passes him in the baseball history books, Mm -hmm. and goes on a pretty elite list of guys who uh, were able to do that. Had six straight starts of six innings or more where he didn't give up a run. So he was the player of the month in August. 
He was uh, the player of the week last week uh, with with two wins and his two starts, uh, not giving up a run again, of course. So, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he's been really fantastic. Not bad for a guy who's been traded twice in his career. How about that? That was really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bud, uh, he didn't do a, a pregame scrum, but he just kind of came out to, to talk with us and hang, which is always fun. He just he likes a Sunday casual hang. Yeah, he's just I in love his that about Buddy. He's hanging. Uh, apparently, he did actually. Actually, no, he didn't scout Gallon. He was scouting a bunch of different guys with the Angels before uh, he had uh, accepted a job with the Rockies. So this was in 2016. Was scouting about five different college guys. The one guy he didn't get to was Zach Gallon. So. Oh. Gallon's kind of been on his radar, I think, for yeah. a while. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. He's got a he hasn't even entered arbitration yet. So, Diamondbacks, man, they are uh, they are pesky. Jake McCarthy's uh, kind of become somewhat of a new pest there for yeah. the for the Diamondbacks. There, <laughs> they're they're number three hitter. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year because look, we know the two guys from Atlanta, Spencer Strider and uh, Michael Harris, the second. Not to be confused with Michael Harris Jr., mm-hmm. who isn't a thing. Doesn't um, exist. Doesn't exist. But, as we've established, <laughs> but he could get some third-place votes. You know, he was 0 for 2 to start today, then uh, put together three straight singles, uh, had a nice RBI triple, stole a base. He's got an eight-game hit streak. Not bad for a guy who, uh, yeah, he was a first-rounder there in 2018, 38th overall pick, but, um, you know, was never a top 100 guy on a team full of a lot of top 100 prospects. So, Jake McCarthy... Is uh, is another pest for pest for uh, for a guy that sounds like his name should be on a, a Disney Channel show. I'm Jake McCarthy, and you're watching Disney Channel. Yeah, that, <laughs> we'll have to tell the PHNX to Diamondbacks guys because I'm sure they could get a little Photoshop going there. Yeah, we need it. Oh, uh, we 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 definitely we needed a a big game from Ryan McMahon. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Uh, the rest of his team kind of let him down. But he is our DraftKings sportsbook king of the game, <laughs> Ryan McMahon. He barely kept his crown on making this grab. He had a nice day at the plate, didn't he? Yeah, he went two for four, a home run that just felt amazing, and two RBI. So, Rymac, king of the game. You love to see it. He hit it to the facade or off the facade of the second deck. Mm -hmm. They said it was 387, and a few of us, we kind of had our average estimation in like the 420s. And so I thought that that might have been a little bit uh, low. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that might be a theme here today about uh, calculating slash recalculating home run distances uh, because Friday, boy, oh, boy, there was a ball that was hit quite far. Uh, Jake Bird, you know, did a good job today in, in, in the bullpen. Ryan Feltner, mm-hmm. he talked post game saying, you know what, it uh, early on in the season it felt like a lot of, you know, taking two steps back, maybe one step forward. Now it feels two steps forward, one step back. This was definitely a step back. But, Buddy, if you can remember that one start where he walked a lot of guys, seemed very uh, disappointed and like, look, this this isn't AAA anymore, kid. Mm-hmm. This time he was, you know, you know, frustrated, obviously, uh, when you have nine walks by your by your team in general. Not good, but did say, you know what? There's been progress made by Ryan Feltner, and he's— mm-hmm. You know, really shown some uh, some progress. So so overall, you know, you have to like what he's been able to do, providing the Rockies with some depth. You know what I mean? Uh, in general, especially when Gomber hasn't been as effective uh, at times, he struggled today. He was only able to get one out in what was what a forty minute inning. There, it in lasted the forever. Did we get a third of an inning out of Gomber? Got one third out of him. Yeah. We got a third of an inning out of Alex Colomay, but we also got a game out of him. I mean, game length. 
Yeah, game was, length, third that, of an inning. That one third was three hours. Okay, so I um I was talking to Patrick Saunders, so and I was like overhearing him talking to someone else too. But he was I don't know, was he talking about this up front where he was timing Alex Colomay between pitches and it was about yeah. twenty six seconds between pitches. What is gonna happen to him with the pitch clock? Because he's way over. He is a serial abuser of the pitch <laughs> clock. He beats the clock badly. Yeah, he is going to struggle. I don't think that's going to make you know teams shy away from him in free agency because players are going to adjust like they will. They're uh, very begrudged right now. I think that could be a word, right? I've never used it like that. They are begrudged. Okay. They feel begrudged, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Charlie, not too happy. A lot of more to the veteran guys, and you know, a lot, yeah. a lot more on the pitcher side. We'll we'll talk about the new rules, uh, yeah, in 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 just a little bit. But yeah, Colome, boy oh boy, yeah, when he comes into a game, things slow down. If he if he gets outs, it's okay. But he did not get outs, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have to maybe check in later on in the show to see if the Rockies missed their flight because of Alex Colome <laughs> and a little bit of Austin Gomer. We're gonna give him a pass. He works quick. Yeah, he does work quick. It was just a weird day. And we have to remember, Mercury's in retrograde. Well, I, I, it's an obvious thing. I don't <laughs> want to say it. I mean, I've been tweeting it out all day. Uh, I think it's implied, but <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Yeah. Uh, even though it's well-known. Just like it's well-known, and I have to bring it up, it's only 50 cents for your first month at the DNVR.com. <laughs> and one of the best new features here at the DNVR bar, 2.0, we had a wonderful grand reopening. On Friday, the Avalanche nachos are not just called that because the Avalanche play in Denver. Make an avalanche. Yes. It be, it comes in. My dad knows what kind of can it's called. What is that it's called? It's called a 1320th. I don't know. He's going to kill me later. But he, he worked in the, like, the food industry. And like that can has like an actual Your name. Your dad's a can guy. Side. He's a can guy. He Big never worked in a cannery. Wait. But he's, a can, he's a can man. <laughs> My dad... Dennis, he's a can man. He told he knows what it was. But yeah, the all the nachos come in a can. They turn it upside down. Little tap 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 roux. They lift it off. It's a whole presentation. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, you get fifteen percent off your tab. <laughs> That's insane. It took I you love so it. long to get there. <laughs> it, well, look, I'm excited about the avalanche nachos. Uh, we're gonna have a guest coming by post show. I hope I, I may have to split those with him uh, because they're very delicious. Uh, you get an annual membership. You get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com, price breaks and all the tailgates. Uh, I know they had a great time down in Colorado Springs. CU went down there. We don't have to talk about the score, mm-hmm. but the good time they had on the bus going to Air Force, uh, it's just one of the many different things that we got going on over at the dnvr.com. And you know, you can use promo code DNVR when you're over on DraftKings Sportsbook because, yeah. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here. It's right now. We're we're in it. We're living we're the living first Sunday. It. Yeah, and I, we're competing with Sunday Night Football right now. Is it a competition when everyone's watching us and not the <laughs> the boys and the Bucks? Giselle's husband, Giselle's and the husband. stars. I don't. I don't even refer to them by their name. But look, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you guys. Uh, I can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the season for new customers. Right now, all you got to do is bet $5 and you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. And here's a cool thing for week one. There's only a couple games left going on Monday night. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, you can experience the thrill of the early win promotion. All your team needs to do is get up by 10, 10 points and they're automatically going to say, hey, you've won, even if they don't even fulfill that. doesn't matter if you get up by 10 it's like you're going to win. It, it feels like you're going to win, at least financially, from DraftKings Sportsbook. So 
Download them. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet today, this Sunday. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See link in the description for details. Last week, uh, last three weeks, really, you know, I had the the revenge week, uh, all of those bundled together, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I got Russ leading uh, the NFL in passing TDs at like plus 1,600. I'm going in on the Broncos again. But here's the thing. You can take them to win, giving six and a half in Seattle, and that's minus 115, which basically means if you bet 115, you will get back 100, right? Well, you can go in and change those lines. That's Ooh. actually what I'm doing. I'm going to give Patrick's the Seahawks. Patrick's so sneaky. I'm going to give them nine points. Well, I'm actually going to give them eight and a half. So Broncos win by nine. Now I've actually turned the tables. Now it's plus 118. So now I don't even need to to, to bet 115. I got to bet 100 plus or rather, I got to bet 100. I'm going to win back 118. So I'm winning a lot more money by going in and tweaking those lines. That's one of the cool features there of DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the cool features of Friday night was there were there were dogs there. I oh, mean, that's pretty much the only... It w- That was the <laughs> highlight of the night is that it was Bark in the Park. There were incredible dogs out on the outfield concourse. Just incredible. Everyone dressed up. They were posing for pictures with Dinger. I didn't ask if any of the dogs maybe had any accidents on Dinger because I've got to imagine that's hard to get out. Yeah. And dogs that are so excited. Not to make it gross, but that was my first thought. I went there. I went there. Yeah, that's going to happen. But it's probably easier of a cleanup on concrete, you know. But like if it gets on the the Dinger suit. They're not. Because Dinger was holding animals. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, they're not (laughs) Spraying out. I mean, really, it would just be on his uh, his cleats, you know, his turf cleats. I, I, I imagine don't know. He was not getting, metal. He was getting pretty up close and personal. Yeah, you, you definitely need the uh, the hair roller, mm-hmm. you know, just in case if uh, if people are allergic. That uh, Friday was crazy. <laughs> hey, we, we should do we should mention that they did win on Saturday, four to one, in a completely opposite game. Yeah, uh, and ended up being like one minute quicker. Uh, it was really good. Crone homered for the second day in a row. Crone uh, was cooking this weekend. He was. Uh, he entered the game four for ten against Mad Bum, so uh, he he continued to hit really well. Jose Urania did his thing of running gangly over to first base, running into <laughs> some people, uh, getting knocked down flat. Uh, that was very uh, entertaining. Does that happen if the base is bigger? Probably. Yeah, it does. I I'm ex- we're going to talk about the rules. We're going to talk about We're, it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Do you, did you know? Here's I learned this, and I confirmed it with him. Okay. He's, did you know he spits before every inning he goes out? I thought it was just the start of the game. Really? It's every inning. I noticed it like the third inning he was going out, saw the spray, saw him go beluga style up there, <laughs> and I go, oh, well, I got to ask. He's like, yeah, no, I, I do it before every inning. What did he say about why he does it? I didn't, I didn't go that deep. It's just baby steps. Just, I got him to admit on record. Not, not that it's anything to not admit. Oh, Patrick, you broke the story wide open. I did. I broke it. Yes. He actually does it multiple times. Daniel Bard had his 29th save. Yes, great. Daniel Bard. Not great. There no, was no light show. What the heck? No light show. It Just disappointing. Did, I don't know. Did I don't the know Rockies get to a point in the season where the guys who do the lights are just like, yeah, don't deserve this? 
Maybe. Yeah, I had a couple of people calling out, so they nobody was able to push the stranglehold button for the light show to go. Well, that happened like his second or third time out, and we go, oh, yeah, they're not really winning a lot of games, so maybe they want to save some money. But then they, they, they kept doing it after that. Well, from what I heard, I heard they stopped oh. doing it for a period of time because the lights... The light changes weren't working well with the TV broadcasts. Don't let the facts get in the way of the of the narrative we're trying to create here and say they were. They were Did Bud say that in a pregame the other day? I feel like he said, "Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story." It oh, must have been Friday. Yesterday. Yeah, was it? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, I forget why, but yeah, he was uh, mm-hmm. talking about that, and yeah, we we sometimes can do that. Um, but yes, a big win there on Saturday that gave him uh, a four game win streak. Um, it ensured that they uh, won the series against the Diamondbacks. But Friday, let's talk about Friday, 13-10 to 10 victory. An improbable lead was lost, and an improbable loss was won. It was... What? what, what <laughs> we were talking about this. What is the opposite of a comeback? So if the Rockies have a comeback, the D-backs allowed a blank. Oh. I like this word association. I, I like, like give-back. It was a give back. A give back. You know, I don't know. Well, what do we call it when it happens to us? A comeback. No, no, no. I mean, the other way around. We call, right. We call it a give back. The game is falling apart. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Kenneth Weber. We'll give him a tip of the cap. He goes collapse. And I go, well, it's yeah. alliterative. So I'll, I'll go with that. It doesn't follow the math of comeback and, you know, or give back. But collapse, comeback, that's what we saw on Friday night. Mm-hmm. A misty night. A give up. That's whole, what it is. A give up. But they didn't. Because they, they didn't give up. Yes. But yes, but it was a it was a give up in a major <laughs> way. The whole ballpark, I imagine, smelled like dogs. Um Rymack had two home runs. Oh, it was like awesome. lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Lost in the shuffle of everything because I think he hit his two while they still had a lead. Mm-hmm. It was eight one. And oh, that fifth inning. I was at the bar, finished my nachos, and I go, I'm gonna mingle, I'm gonna do a round. And it was only like in four minutes that they had given up the nine runs. And it turned around, and I'm like, bases are loaded. This is ridiculous. I'm talking to RK, and he said, grand slam. I'm like, that's impossible. Gomber just stepped onto the pitcher's plate. Oh, nothing is impossible. Would he throw the first pitch? (laughs) First pitch grand slam? Yep. Which, incidentally, I'm just realizing, didn't Pujols hit his grand slam on one pitch? That's not the second time. They've set Gomber up for failure like that. Oh no! Who is Gomber who? and Ginkle? <laughs> why does Why does Buddy hate Gomber so much? Why is he setting I mean, him up like this? Right? It's like, oh, bases are loaded. I know what I'll do. Let's go to Austin Let's Gomber. Let's mess with Austin Gomber. Let's ruin his day. Man, yeah, that was uh, that was wild. And and congrats to Rymac too. He now has the record for most times batting leadoff by a Rockies third baseman. A record. No one cares about but me. Please let me know if you <laughs> care about accurate, it. That is accurate because I, I truly don't care. I think that's interesting. <laughs> you don't see a lot of third baseman batting leadoff. So you know what? Ryan McMahon actually has the record. Going into the season, he had none. And all of a sudden, boom, he breaks Chris Stein's record. Sorry, Chris. Wow, uh, the great Chris Steins. Uh, the legend. The legend. Crone. Uh, we're talk about Crone first or Elias Diaz? We're going to talk about Crone first because okay. it happened first. It did. That ball, that home run on Friday, may still be in the air. That was... We can't prove otherwise. That was an absolute shot. I'm very upset with the AT&T Sportsnet people. Speaking about facts getting in the way, they actually like tracked it frame by frame 
The ball didn't go over the truck. It went in front of it. Hmm. I still don't believe it, even though I saw it for myself. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't believe it either. It was so hard to track, too, because like once it got near the truck, you kind of lose the ball yeah. against the white of the truck. So no one knew where it went. No one knew how far it went. Originally, it was... Um, it was measured at, I think, 446 or 445 or something like that. And we're like, well, there's no way. No like, way. we don't know where the ball is, but, like, there's no way it only went 444. If you hit it on the <laughs> concourse, even down the line, that that's 450. Yeah. Like, at least that. Mm-hmm. And it went well past it. Absolute um, nonsense. And the so, ball was hit up really high, too. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing that made it, that gave it that appearance of, like, oh, this is really going to travel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so then they readjusted to 504 at least until they change it back again. Rockies, get the bobblehead out in time for next week so we can have that so they can't... So we can enjoy it. No one can take it away from us. So we need to get it set in stone or whatever you make bobbleheads out of. Stone. Is it stone? Yeah. I like to imagine someone... It's a limestone. Yeah. Every individual We'll we'll still have the Trevor Story 505 (laughs) bobblehead, even though that's not the case. But that 504-foot homer, longest in the majors this year. Yes. The top five longest home runs hit this year have all come at Coors Field. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Uh, what? I, I don't care. That doesn't take anything away. Crone has two of the top five. <laughs> Christian Yelich, also this week, 499. Crazy. And actually, I think, was there Ryan McMahon one this week? No, that was late August. Yeah, yeah, that he was a while ago. 495, and then that one uh, by Jesus Sanchez, which I think was off Feltner, that went up into the third deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the McMahon one... No, who hit one? Oh, that was the Yelich one. We talked about that four rows back. Yeah, yeah. In the second deck. That was... Uh, third deck. Third deck, yes. yes. Maybe a fourth deck. I don't know. Technically... If there was a fourth deck... Is, oh, I guess like... Is the field the first deck? No, Patrick. All right. Well, then no. it, then it's not it's the fourth not. deck. I'm just getting excited. I want there to be as many decks as possible when it comes to Coors Field. <laughs> decks on decks on decks. No. Why not? Did you also see that the team store... Here's, here's a strange thing, too. Okay. The team store said, in honor of CJ Crone's 504-foot blast, we are giving customers 5.04% off all CJ Crone gear. No, no, no. If you get CJ Crone gear, you got that 5.04% yes. off of your whole order. Yeah. That's different than off of just CJ Crone gear. So, all right, say it again. How did you say it? And, Kale, we might need you to chime in. As no, no, no. So, it's not. It's right, go ahead. Explain it because maybe it makes more sense with what you're saying. So, if you just buy one piece of CJ Crone gear, your whole order gets the discount. It's oh, not yeah. the discount on just CJ Crone oh, gear. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's different. All right. it's slightly different. different. No, you're right. You're right. That That's fine. Yeah, so you just. So, basically, it was an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> did you just. That went way over my head. Leon, Leon, let's break this down. So what I was kind of saying was like, you have to like only CJ Chrome gear. But it's not. But Susie was saying, and I like this, and this would be nice if that's the case. This is the case. All you need to do is find one CJ Chrome item in the store. Good luck finding it. But if you do, your entire order will get the discount, not just the Chrome item. That's what the sign said. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'll, I, I believe you. That I makes, that makes more sense. That's more fun than just... One item. No, no, no. If you get something, if you get something, I'm with you on that. For CJ Crone, then I'm with you. Everything is on sale. It's not but a huge discount. You gotta find the CJ, the one CJ Crone item. Did you go in the store? Have you been? I didn't go in the store no, today. No, I did not have two hours to run through like it was a Nickelodeon game show to find the one CJ Crone <laughs> item that they might have. I was I thinking maybe they got those show. little like bootleg Legos. You know, like they have. Have you ever seen like the little bootleg Legos? And there's like. 
you know, it's to get people to like collect players. And it's like, oh, the Nolan Arenado Rockies Lego I've, figure. They've have a these. dinger thing, but it's a bootleg Lego. I don't know what it's called. Oh, no. It's a boot Lego. That now that should actually be a real brand, boot Lego. Um, Kale, can we end the show? <laughs> no, we got to talk about uh, no. Elias Diaz. <laughs> Because Diaz contributed with two home runs. Rockies, so Rockies hit four home runs season high on Wednesday, where they scored 20 runs in a 13 to seven victory, not 13 to seven, 10 to seven victory yeah. with a walk off home run, a three run home run by a guy who had two home runs that was three hours and four minutes, and then the next get next day, not, not the next game, not the next yeah. day, they almost do the exact same thing. Now they hit five for the most on the season, nine extra base hits. That was the most that they had had. Um, and yeah, Elias Diaz absolutely went off. What was it like in the ballpark there in the ninth inning, especially after Hampson got thrown out stealing, trying to get in the scoring position. And you're like, well, there's our, there's our base runner. Yeah. That was disappointing. But then two guys get on board to bring up Diaz. Yeah. Also, you know what? Just like, I'm going to sidebar this so we can talk about, we did not even talk about how Brendan Rogers got ejected on Friday. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Yes. That's how many things happened. It was like so much that happened. crazy. And then the next day, uh, Lavolo and Cattell Marte both got ejected. So we saw three ejections drama. in two days. I do love the drama. I live for the drama. Drama in every game except Sunday, unfortunately. But yeah, no, the Sunday was boring. Uh, Friday was great. <laughs> but yeah, that Diaz walk-off home run was absolutely incredible. I also, I was laughing too because, you know, he gets the Gatorade or Powerade rather poured on him. And bubble gum. And the bubble gum. But every time Mark Stout wears his City Connect sweatshirt, there's a walk-off and it gets covered in Powerade and stained. Ooh, every I like that. time. I like that. It's only been like two or three times, but still, every time he's doing sideline and wears that sweatshirt. But yeah, the energy was absolutely electric. It was such a great win after totally blowing a lead like that. They came back to win it. I mean, I asked players in the clubhouse, like, can you remember a game like that? I was like, no. Daniel Bard remembered one where his team was up 10 to 1 when he was with Boston, uh, his rookie year. Uh, in in 2009 in Camden Yards, and they blew the lead and lost 11-10. So that's that's bad, but mm-hmm. didn't quite happen like this, where it was the big nine-run inning, uh, second most runs given up by the Rockies in an inning. They gave up ten last year, and again, I think it might have been the first inning against the Giants. They were just out of it that quickly. <laughs> it was really bad. But that game was only three hours and five minutes. I went and looked at the history of every single game at Coors Field, or every Rockies game, so including Mile High. Did you? Oh my gosh! And every game that had they scored twenty three runs or more, five different occasions the game was actually quicker than three hours and five minutes. Can you believe that? They played a game in nineteen ninety nine. Twenty seven runs were scored. They beat the Mariners in two hours and forty nine minutes. Those were the days. Sign us up. So whatever was going down I'm, on I, Friday, I'm shook. <laughs> like if you can have that much action going on, and, and you go. That was only three hours. It felt like a lot happened, but you'd, you'd sign up for that. That's that's a, a league average. Like an average MLB game mm-hmm. is that long. So um, I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Let's... Uh, Should we talk about Brendan Rodgers getting ejected? Sure. What do you got on that? Because it was... Well, it's the, it's the first time he's ever been ejected. Yeah, he, he got time. sassy. He deserved it. He did get sassy, but he, yeah. So he walked up first base and was demonstrating yeah, how that was, that was ejected. I'm like, yes, Brendan, tell him. Yeah. There was a couple calls, I think, Friday and Saturday where 
both sides were like, yeah, this, uh, this cruise is, is not doing too great. So yeah, the, the, the cameras kept cutting away when we were watching at the bar and I was like, they didn't eject him yet. Cause they cut to Brendan. I was like, yeah. once he put his hand on his bat to show what he did, I was like, he's gotta go. <laughs> and then we saw the replay. I was like, oh yeah, no, he did get tossed. So, uh, that makes sense. And what's interesting is the next night, I don't know if you saw in Albuquerque, the exact same thing happened. Except the isotopes did not come back. They gave up nine runs to the Chihuahuas and ended up losing, uh, I think it was 10-9. But on the bright side, hey, the isotopes now have a franchise record, 213 and counting. They might even have more mm-hmm. based on what they did last night. But most home runs in franchise history and 13 grand slams, the most in a season tied for any minor league team ever. So they're, oh they are gosh. hitting some crazy ones. And that's what Jake Burke said. Jake Bird said. He's like, no, I've seen some crazy things happen in Albuquerque, <laughs> but still none crazier than Friday night at Coors Field. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why you go to the games because you never know what can happen. Well, that's like my favorite part about being at Coors Field for all these games. Every game you go to has the potential to be the weirdest baseball game you have ever seen. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah. That's why you got to buy a ticket. Even if you wait until the last minute, like if you go to Game Time, get the app. It's fantastic. Here we go. Do that. That is the site to get your tickets. It's great for last minute too. Or if you're looking out, you don't want to. You don't want to buy tickets maybe ahead of time for an event, whatever it is going on. Sometimes if you actually wait for an event, you can get you know up to sixty percent off the face value of those tickets. I actually did that for a show at Red Rocks, a pretty notable act. You know, close to a decade ago when Game Time first came out as an app. Boom! I, I went to a game. Around the game, I went to show at Red Rocks for fifteen bucks per ticket after the fees and all that. Or the fees are deal. just baked right in. Yeah, no, it's it's really fantastic. So you know you can even get seats on the fifty yard line, courtside behind home plate, floor seats. Look, if you are uh, a little bit uh, frugal is not the word, but savvy is the word. I almost want to say sassy. Savvy, <laughs> it's not sassy, just no, savvy. Yes, uh, financially sassy. <laughs> is being savvy, uh, and that's what Game Time is going to help you do. And look, if you love DNVR, then you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is to buy your tickets through them using the link in our description, the podcast, the show here on YouTube. Uh, you can see that. Join over 15 million people who've downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. Again, hit the link in our description to save, and make sure you also save on some great golf gear from the Colorado Golf Association. Check out coloradogolf.org and you can join over 70,000 golfers with the Colorado Golf Association today and receive an official USGA handicap with worldwide access to score posting and GPS tracking. You're going to get all kinds of exclusive deals and discounts from national and local companies including Imperial, Golf Tech, PGA Tour, Superstore. Hey, you can also get exclusive courses, uh, exclusive access to courses around the state. We're talking the club at Ravenna, Aspen Glen Club, the Pinery, and more. It's still golf season. Colorado, you can pretty much golf all year round. We know with the 300 Days of Sun, you can do that and uh, do it the best way possible with the Colorado Golf Association by visiting coloradogolf.org and using code DNVR5 to get $5 off your membership. Susie, how do you feel about these new rules? That we got going on for 2023. Bigger bases, no shifting defensively, and the pitch clock. Okay, so if I were to rank my favorites out of these three changes, bigger bases is my favorite. No one has a problem with that. That's great. I'm very fascinated by the bigger bases. Can't wait to see them. I want to see some more stolen bases. I hope this makes a difference. Okay, so stolen. Stolen. 
Bigger bases, number one. <laughs> um, pitch clock, number two. Ooh, okay. Not necessarily so excited about banning the shift. Why not? You know, it's just, it feels like the game is being over-governed. Ooh. You know? That's very fair. I'm all about, I'm all about freedom of expression. Freedom of defensive choices. <laughs> freedom of defensive choices. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, you for being in my brain on that one. If you identify as a team that wants to shift, you should be able to do that yes! and it should be recognized. Exactly. No, I, I agree. I, I, uh, I totally agree. Bigger bases, from what I've talked with some of the guys, a couple things were brought up that was interesting. Garrett Hampson said, you know, uh, now the infielders are a little bit closer to first base. So those bang-bang plays where you go, ooh, tie goes to the runner. You know, did you beat him by half a step? Now the defense might get a couple more outs on those, uh, you know, those mm. ground balls, right? Again, it's not a ton. We're talking maybe an inch mm -hmm. or two, right? Um, but that could be a slight advantage. I also think we're going to get less instant, uh, or rather, reviews on those plays at second base because players are going to be able to touch the bag a little bit easier on the double plays because they're going to they're going to have that room, so it's going to be a little bit easier. The base I think is going to be a little bit flatter, so that will also help out uh, in a way. So we'll lose uh, those reviews, and there'll be more outs at second base on those uh, double plays or almost double plays. But you may have more guys getting to bases, and uh, when they're out, they're dead to rights. You're like, great throw by the right fielder. McMahon puts the tag down. There's more base to cover. There's more base to block. That's true. And to protect. That's and true. And so I think we're going to have more guys, you know, getting safe on plays like that than in the past were, mm -hmm. like, very obviously an out. So that will be interesting to, sh to see. Yeah. The pitch clock, it's definitely going to impact the pitchers yeah. a lot more. I think some of the guys that have been in the minors – um, are going to have an advantage. Jake Bird feels like, yeah, I, I, it's, I'm not going to have to adjust quite as much as maybe some of the other guys, mm -hmm. but ultimately feels the vets are going to be able to, to adjust with that quickly. Yeah, you know what? And um, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking to Josh Sushan about this earlier this season, when they were doing it down in AAA, he mentioned, like, let's say, you know, we're starting an inning and Brian Servin is hitting leadoff there. And he's got to take off all of his catcher's gear. How is he going to make it in? How is he going to make it to the plate in time? So yeah. like that kind of stuff I'm concerned about. So that's, that's like an enforcement situation yeah. where if the ums kind of look a blind eye to something and now that they can't do it. Cause that's the whole point is right. Is you have to follow mm -hmm. through on the, the penalties. So the guys are moving quickly, mm -hmm. but that could be one where you go, all right, I'll give it a little bit more time. Uh, some players, they might take all nine seconds in the box. Mm -hmm. And so now the pitchers have only six seconds if there's nobody on base, 15 uh, seconds with nobody on base, 20 with guys on. Also seems like pitch calm will probably be used on every single pitch now. So because some of the pitchers said like, hey, I'm going to be waiting to get my sign from my catcher. And now, you know, the batter's waiting. He's not stepping in. He's kind of looking back. I have six seconds by the time he steps in to get my pitch, get set. Throw my pitch. Mm -hmm. Well, not if you're getting the pitch calm and the catcher's boom. He's punching it in right away. Now, while you're waiting for the hitter, you know what you're going to throw and mm -hmm. you can go. So I think pitch calm is going to be a huge factor next year for pitchers being able to move a lot quicker. Gosh, then what happens though if there's an error with pitch calm? Or because you know there have been technical glitches with this, you know, first year that we're using it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that. What that's happens? Be all there? part of it. What do we do? I, somebody's going to have to run to Radio Shack and get some new of those those mini watch batteries because you always think you have one. You go to that box that has all your batteries and you go, yeah, where's, I don't have a, I don't have a watch battery in it. 
that's going to plague MLB all season next year. And the shift, you know, I think will be um, we're going to see a lot more hits, and that there's going to be a lot more action. So there might be a lot less strikeouts too, because pitchers aren't catching their breath like Alex Colomay, so they can throw you know 100 percent of yeah. their of their fastball. So it's uh, it, it's going to be good in general. There's going to be that adjustment period, but overall, I think uh, it's going to be uh, positive for the game. I got something positive for the show. It's a pop suze. Oh no! I hate being surprised, Kale. The Bye. Queen's the Queen's edition quiz of pop suze because on Friday it was a great tweet someone made from the DNVR Rockies account. It's hard to know who's doing what from the account, but everyone was made to have a moment of the silence, a moment of silence for the woman whose family oppressed my family a long time ago. Yes, that's correct. During the uh, the most Irish person you know, famine. Patrick Lyons here. Patrick Pasty Patrick, look at look at how red I am. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Don't adjust your screens. This is just what I look like. Um, <laughs> but we'll uh, throw you some quick ones here before okay. we get to the gossip. Okay. Um, can you name one team? I bet you can. Can you name one team that played in the World Series the year Queen Elizabeth II was born? Oh. So it was 1926, but I think, and Kale, you know what? We, we might have to like Kale in on this one. You can be your phone <laughs> friend. Name one of the two teams back in 1926, a long ass time ago, that probably played in the World Series. The can, Red Sox and the Cubs. I don't know. Okay, Red Sox and Cubs. Decent guess. Yeah. I, I'm going to pool your answers together. So don't say Red Sox and Cubs. Pick a different two teams. I mean, I think Cardinals are probably... Maybe Yankees? You would have nailed both of them. Cardinals actually won that World Series. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, very nice. All right. Uh, what baseball movie was the queen a prominent character? Oh, you guys should know this. The queen? Yeah. What th- baseball this, movie is the queen in? This is one where there's people going, what? How do you not know this? Yeah. It was a major plot point. Reggie Jackson was, she was attending a game and Reggie Jackson was trying to kill the queen. He, you know, they, they brainwashed him. And so he was, he played her in the Angels. He's at Dodger Stadium. Enrico Palazzo uh, was an undercover cop. What? I don't know. Wait, what? Maybe Kale's got it. I don't it. think I've ever seen this movie. But. Just, oh, you don't know it? Oh, I, I figured don't it would just it. be in the ether. No. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. The full title is from the Files of Police Squad. 1988. I've actually, I've never seen Naked Gun. Neither it's, have it's just, I. That would be like the only one maybe worth seeing. They're all like weird and quirky. But for the baseball aspect and for the Queen's aspect, yeah. she wasn't in it, but it was, you know, someone who looked just yeah. like her. Okay. Um, and yeah, Reggie Jackson was trying to kill the Queen. So, uh, all right. Two more. Okay. Uh, did the Queen ever see a Major League Baseball game in person? I want to say, no, I know she went to an Orioles game. Very good, I yes. I know she went to an Orioles game. Well, that game. was the next one, yeah. <laughs> well, at, you know, we didn't have the Washington Nationals for a period of time, and the Senators uh, left, I want to say, in 1968. So uh, for a period of time, Baltimore was, I guess, the, the capital team. So mm-hmm. you had 1988, Oakland, and Baltimore. Uh, she actually got to see uh, Harold Baines get an RBI that scored Ricky Henderson. So she did see two Hall of Famers there mm-hmm. in one play. Did she stay for the whole game, do you think? No, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Nailed it. You're on a roll here. <laughs> How many innings did she see? Kale, why don't you go first? Because Susie's, Susie's hot right now. I'm not She's going to nail I it. I promise. I'm going to guess five. Okay. I was going to say three. Two. Oh my gosh, that's insulting. I feel, yeah. 
She that not much happened seen, after the top of the first. That woman has seen two innings of baseball, and we were giving her a moment of silence. I think they were all one, two, three innings, other than the top of the first. So she was like, "This is kind of boring." And meanwhile, she probably was watching like a couple sixteen-hour cricket matches. Yeah, cricket. Oh my gosh, yeah. she should have come to a game at Coors Field, and now she never can. Now uh, this one's going to be super okay, hard too. This see. is just a bonus one. Okay. What player, who we've mentioned several times this season, so he's an active player. Okay. Shares a birthday, April 21st, with the queen. Oh. I'll tell you this. Today's a big day for him, with it being the first week of the NFL. This man who knows IR rules very, very well. Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson, Jack yes. Jack Peterson, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kel, you know that story with Jack Peterson and his fantasy football league, right? I don't, but we don't need to spend time on it. Long story short, <laughs> he was in a, a league where everyone had, to th- uh, uh, what, $10,000 to get in? And another I love player. That Kale is just not having it. This today. was a huge story in baseball. <laughs> Kale, I, we need a camera on you. $10,000 to get in. Mike Trout is the commissioner. Jock Peterson made a couple transactions because he knew the rules and picked up, he stashed some players on the IR. He beat a player, Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham was pissed. He quit the league. Jock Peterson hid from him late in the season last year. The first time they played against each other this year in 2022, Tommy Pham slapped him in the face. Yeah. In public. Shares a birthday with the Queen. So does (laughs) Ken Caminiti and two former Rockies. Josh Rutledge. Shares a birthday with the Queen. Also a fellow Taurus. Shouts. Yo, Taurus season. Let's go. Two former Rockies share a birthday with... uh, with the queen. And I got to point out just because again, for people who love the weird names, Josh Rutledge and Kip Wells, opening day starter once. Yes. Rockies handed the ball on opening day to Kip Wells. Well then. <laughs> well then. Well then. Indeed. I think it's time that we, uh, we do, cleanse our palate yeah. with some gossip. Let's do a little gossip before we close this show out. Shall we? Shall we? Shall. we? All right. Oh, no. Kale. Take it down. <laughs> we're, we're spoiling the gossip already. <laughs> first, we, first, Susie needs to, to spill the tea, and we got to discern if, if, if this tea is drinkable. Yeah, all right, all right. We're going <laughs> to start with this. We're going to start with this. It may have been spoiled for you. Chad Cool, who had a birthday on Saturday, mm. had a fish cake. For his birthday. He's more of a Grateful Dead guy, so I'm going to say... No, that there's no truth to this rumor whatsoever. <laughs> right? Thank you, thank you for playing along. Kind yeah. of. So he had a fishing themed oh. cake. So I don't know if you remember his wife who celebrated a 30th birthday. Yeah, that was an elaborate cake. I don't remember they what it was. They had a City though. Connect cake. Oh, yes. She had that's a City it. Connect cake. Okay. So then this is Chad Cool's 30th birthday cake, and it's him fishing, which we know he likes to do. I Look didn't actually. I didn't know he was. I mean, Bard, big yeah. fisherman. Charlie, mm-hmm. big fisherman. But also, yeah, check cool. But I didn't look, know that. this is an okay. impressive cake. I would. I don't know if I'd be able to eat that. That's a lot it's of. It's so uh, beautiful. Shoot, back when I used to watch uh, the Cake Boss a lot. What do they call it? Fondant. Yeah, fondant is not good. It's not tasty <laughs> at all. All I right, like fondant. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the next rumor that I heard. Ooh. So Albert Pujols hit home run number six ninety seven today, Sunday. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't get the ball back from the fans who caught it. Patrick, is that true? 
Ooh, I don't know. I can't think of where the St. Louis is at right now. That ball's not really worth all that much necessarily. It could be his last his, one. That's true. So you might hold on to it, wait. <clears throat> um, that's a fair point. It's still not worth like a million bucks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, people were going crazy for back in the day. I mean, maybe it is with inflation. It's hard to know. If ga- Look, if gas is close to $4 a gallon, I got to think a 697 This is not a math equation. <laughs> I got to think 697 for pool holes. Ah. I, unfortunately, I think he he didn't get it back. Um, you're right, but it's not that he couldn't get it back. So take a look at this. This this is the couple that caught Pujols's 697th home run. So he was talking to the couple and realized that that woman's father had passed away a year ago today. So <gasps> Albert decided to let them keep the ball because it would mean more to them than it would to him. That's cool. Like, I get goosebumps That's talking nice. about this right now. That's pretty incredible. I saw that on my feed, but didn't didn't look at what it mm-hmm. was. It was just like, okay, some some Pittsburgh people did some things. Yeah. But that's really nice. Yeah, th- I like this that. happened during the Rockies game, so I imagine you were a little busy. That's that's really cool. I think that's a class act. And that's also Pujols going, that ain't my last one. Don't worry. That ain't my last one. So he's, uh, he's now past... A Rod, right, or is he tied? He's passed A Rod. He's passed me because A Rod had six ninety six. He passed A. I think he tied A Rod. Was it was it Saturday? Ninety six or yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he's on a tear. He's gonna do it. He is on a tear. He's gonna do seven hundred. It's gonna be fantastic. I don't know where St. Louis finishes up their season. Would you do if you, if it was an off day? Would you drive the? Nah, it'd be like fourteen. You can't. No, it'd be fourteen Saint, hours of St. Louis. No, no, that's that's, that's longer. I know what a day drive is, and that is too long for a day drive. Fourteen is the limit. No, no, you eight, can do 14. eight is the limit. Oh, no, eight no. is the limit. I went from one block from the Atlantic Ocean to one block to the Pacific Ocean in two and a half days. That is the Drove, got to Des Moines day one, mm-hmm. day two, got to uh, Wendover, Utah on the border of Nevada, and then by lunch the next day. Left on Monday, got there by lunch on Wednesday. I don't mess around when I drive and do a road trip and I've got a destination I got to be at. That's you know just what? me though. That's I, just me. I want to not fall asleep at the wheel <laughs> and I don't want to be miserable. Um, oh, I think um, St. does St. Louis end the season six straight against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think they that might be. I Thank thought, you, I thought Todd. Cincinnati played Pittsburgh, but I think it's a three and three. Rockies are the only team. Rockies and Dodgers are the only team that have six against each other in one location. And I think there's two series where they like, you know, they switch off and on. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be in Pittsburgh. So the first three might be in Pitt. Next three might be in St. Louis. But hold on. Before we show the next piece of gossip, I like this comment from Will over here. There's a significant chance that Pools gets 700 home runs and Arenado gets 300 in the same game. We, when I talked with Drew Goodman on Friday, I said, imagine that on the final day of the season. Yep, you get Arenado hitting 300 and winning his first division, division he championship. has not shut up about the fact that he would <laughs> love to win the division because he's never done it before. Pujols hit 700, and ho-hum, Paul Goldschmidt wins the first Triple Crown in the National League since Joe Ducky Medwick in 1937. All on the That's same day. That's... <laughs> Don't, don't, Hall of Famer, Ducky Medwick. Yes, come on. (laughs) All right, we're going to get to the next piece of gossip. So Freddie Freeman said, this is what I heard. Freddie Freeman said the reason he was able to go four for five against the Padres Saturday night is because he doesn't have to look at the, quote, ugly highlighter Sherbert jerseys. Did he say that? Do, Do you think that's true, Patrick? Do you think he said that? 
Uh, Look, there's a graphic. I don't know if he said ugly. I think he threw the word sherbet around. I don't think he said ugly. <laughs> threw but the I'm, word sherbet around. He did, he did drop a sherbet bomb probably on that, I'm thinking. You know what? Oh, so, Kale, let's see the did next. Did he say ugly? You got to zoom ugly. in. Freeman didn't say this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he, did he throw the word sherbet around, though? No, we, I don't think he commented on it. So he's never said this, but we don't know if he was thinking it or not. So we made a graphic based on a, a potential thought? Make, no, no, no. Someone else on Twitter made that graphic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone else made it. Freddie Freeman was trending on Twitter today. He, he, may, he may have thought that they were filming uh, the Barbie 2 sequel at Petco with those uniforms on. Because that is true. Those are, those are the, the colors that come in a typical you know, pack of highlighters. It's true. One more, one more thing that I heard. Someone told me baseball season's over. No. It's not. It's no. No. I look, I people might think less of me and you because I think we're kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. I just I I I took a hard pass on football, you know, a decade or so ago. I was just mm-hmm. like, "Nah, I'm just going to focus all my energy on." It's still a good sport. It's still entertaining. I still keep tabs on it a little bit, but just give me baseball all year round. I'm going to pass on the NFL. You know what? I I truly do not. Sorry, guys. I don't care about football until baseball season's over. Okay, that's fair. I just don't care. That's true. I can't care. That's fair. Kale, what do you think? I'm okay. the wrong person to ask in this conversation. <laughs> I love football. <laughs> Kale, Kale uh, shed a tear over Serbia getting knocked out of the Euro. Oh, Kale, I did. Euro yeah, it was, it was a tough day for my basketball. That's why, oh, yeah. gosh. See, I was wondering why you were so down today, and I forgot that that was earlier today, right? Yeah, Serbia lost. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Thanks. Poor Kale. I was there, trying to end the show on a high note, and we ended it with <laughs> Kale being sad. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, what doesn't suck is the Rockies being in Chicago for a week. Yeah, we'll be covering it too against the Larusalus White Sox. Yeah, hoping that thoughts he's, and prayers. He's doing okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's going out to Oakland to see some of his old buddies, but he's not going to manage a game. Which, I mean, to be fair, is is a lot less stressful. But yeah, the Larusalus uh, White Sox. Uh, that's a day game too on Wednesday because it was originally supposed to be a night game. Mm-hmm. But three straight day games. At Wrigley, that will be interesting. A lot of day games in Chicago. Very weird. Look, the Rockies are still on pace for 70 wins. They are still exactly where they need to be from where I predicted. They lost one more than I thought to Cincinnati, but they won one more against Milwaukee. So I'm feeling good about that. All right. My prediction was that they would go 3-2 and and have actually a winning road trip in Chicago. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll have uh, pregame, postgame shows all this week covering uh, the baseball going down there in the Windy City. We'll have it covered on uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Despite the four-game winning streak being snapped and the seemingly loss of momentum, it's okay. Because you know what they really say about momentum? What do they say, Patrick? They they say, <laughs> momentum, it's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you on Tuesday.